is in the testimony and the, those dark details and everything that happened in your life that you don't you afraid to uncover uncovering that is the power that's the power of the gospel like because mm. god brought me out of this you know what i'm saying like you got to get real raw with it so i was like dang i can talk about a love story or me having relationship problems with this woman and things of that nature because it's all a part of the story it's not Absolutely. like Like everything is down, you know what I'm saying? What I'm focused on. So the pod is one of which, you know what I'm saying? Where I'm just like, this is shit that I'm interested in, things that I want to do. It's not really iron root focused, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, our relationship and a lot of, you know, what our connectivity is through is through iron root, the brand. Uh, but, you know, I got to know you as a dude and, you know, watched you online, social media, do your thing. And honestly, one thing that stuck out to me uh, is like your connection to your faith, you know what I'm saying? And how you. You know, speak openly about your relationship with God, and I seen some posts of you preaching and stuff like that. You know, or, you know, spreading some word, however you want to phrase it up. You know what I'm saying? But for me, you know, what I'm saying it was like a beacon of light. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously, you do music, you're on the scene, and you're around and within everybody, but you still embodying. You know what I'm saying? Who you are, what your purpose is. You know what I'm saying? And like walking in that. So, uh, yeah, talk me through that. Like, how did you, you know, grow up? Uh, you know, did you grow up in the church? You know, moms or grandmas, everybody waking you up, get you there on Sundays type of deal. Yeah, man, all of that, bro. Um, honestly, I kind of, I, I kind of feel like I was, I, I was kind of born um, in, in a really unique situation uh, because I, I did grow up in church. My mom's always had me there and stuff like that, and um, I found out later that like my grandmothers are very heavy in the church on actually both sides of my family. Uh, and, uh, you know, had some like spiritual giftings and things of that nature that I feel like kind of like fell on to me. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, I grew up in church my whole life. Uh, my mom kind of told me that actually, no, a lot of people don't know this, but I'll tell you, uh, my parents don't know how to sing. So, like, I don't come from like a super singing family. Like my mom's brothers know how to sing. But their father knows how he has the singing ability, but my they have a different dad than my mother. Okay. So my mother actually cannot sing. So the reason why I can sing is because when I was in the womb, actually a, a minister, an elder from the church I grew up in, man, he prayed for me in the womb. And my mom said I came out singing. Hey. So that's that's how I, I literally like got my gift, you know what I mean? And like I had to hone in on my own. I didn't have like a whole bunch of influences as far as that outside of like my uncles. And um, you know, it was just a very unique experience, you know, not having, you know, my parents being able to sing or coming from necessarily a singing family, you know. Um, but uh I grew up in church, but my my uh, my father, man, he was a street dude, like he sold drugs. He's a pimp. He uh he did everything in the streets, man. He was gang banging, you know what I'm saying? So he was he was with all that, you know what I mean? So right. big situation because I grew up in church my whole life, but when I was sixteen I told my mom I need to go live with my dad to learn how to become a man. And she she let me do it, you know what I'm saying? And it was a total different um different outlook. I've been on the road with with uh prostitutes and all type of stuff, man. My life is really crazy. Like when you look at it from outside looking in, it look like it's clean and polished, but it get dirty in there. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of just realism and, and, and connections to 
a lot of other people's stories and what they have gone through and maybe their family structures and things of that nature. And I'm just showing that you could be a beacon of light and you can be yourself and you could be a culture interrupter, disruptor. Um, and um, in, in the way that I am where you, you can still have your faith and believe in your faith and stand on that. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at with it. Okay. I'm, I'm a musical uh, savant. You know what I'm saying? Cool, got the vibe and everything that, that a lot of people have, but it's like I'm pointing them to where it came from, and that's that light. That's my faith. You know what I'm saying? I believe in me because God believes in me, and I Absolutely. know what he made me. Okay. Well, and you don't got to go too heavy, but I do want to uh, touch on one thing that you brought up because, like, growing up, like, in the church, and then you saying at, like, 16, you know, like, at the point in which you truly are, like, growing and becoming a man and that mind is developing like you, you hit a 360 on lifestyle you know what i'm saying and uh what would you say was the one key thing that kind of kept you connected to the faith because honestly like you know I, i've known niggas similar you know what i'm saying who didn't you know who grew up with me in the church kind of i grew up in the church as well my grandma and them used to make sure i was there i was in all the little programs and orgs and all through about it you know youth church children's church all of that i was in there but you know some you know some folks that I know that may not have been my same church, but they just you know at the same time we got introduced to some some different lifestyles, you know what I'm saying, and, and that for them like you know was the way. So what what for you kind of kept you to faith, even though you got to see a lot of different things? Um, honestly, when I came out here when I was 16, I wasn't going to church. I actually was just just like like you said a total difference of lifestyle. But what it was was when I was 17. Um, I had knew that I had been in church my whole life, but I kind of, I had a talk with God. So I was like praying, if you want to call it that, it was a conversation. And I just literally, I'm a, like an all or, all or nothing type of person. So I literally told God, I said, listen, man, I've been going to church my whole life. I mean, I believe because my parents believe or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And this is what I've been doing, but I don't really know you like that. You know what I'm saying? So I told him, I said, listen, I'm going to do all of the stuff that, that, that I've been taught to do, which is like read my Bible voraciously. I'm a pray. I'm a fast. I'm gonna do all of this stuff that you say. Like it's like this is what Christians do, right? And uh, I told God, I said, if I don't see you, I'm I'm gonna leave church and never come back. And I was dead serious. Like I was really dead serious because like that was gonna that was the fork in the road for me. You know what I'm saying? Where I was gonna be like either I'm with this or I'm not with it, and I'm about to go full force and whatever. Uh, side I'm on so man I did that and I feel like one of the things that's kind of tricky about God is like when you fill yourself up with that word when you be fasting when you be praying and you do it to you make it a lifestyle and do it consistent you're gonna see God show up for you man and then once you get so much word and you can't really take it out you know what right. I'm saying that's the like you know God ain't necessarily telling you like all right when you do all this like it ain't gonna be able to be something you can just rip out of your <laughs> Your being, you know what I'm saying? Right, to become, yeah, yeah. That's where that's where that led, man. So, yeah. Okay. No, no, I like that. I like that a lot. So, at what point did like music become something that you got into? Uh, you know, at what age, more so? Yeah, yeah. I've been singing my whole life, but I never. I I remember as a young kid writing songs just to try it, and I thought they were pretty cool. But I never really thought I wanted to be a singer. I was like totally focused on being a, a football player or still doing something in sports. You know what I'm saying? I was athletic, so I'm like, I just want to do that. That was where my okay. love was. Well, let's let's pause on that real quick. Where uh, what kind of sports were you into? Oh uh, man, when I was Obviously younger, football, but yeah, 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 yeah. When I was younger, I used to play basketball, football, track. I think I could have been real 
in track. I just didn't like running enough to actually train. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you I, definitely build like a sprinter. Like. Yeah, exactly. Like I was nice in track for a little bit. Like I was running 400 and everything. I was I was giving cats the, the blues out there. You know what I'm okay. saying? But football was definitely more my thing. Where they made sense, and I I wanted to do it. Like I wouldn't. I didn't mind putting it in the work. So you know that's where my life took me. Went to JUCO and Arizona State and did all, did all that stuff that I did. But really, when I was in college, man, is when when my life kind of changed as far as football is concerned. Okay. Because I went to a conference, um, and we was in this uh, thing called like a prophetic training or whatever. And then this dude that he had prophesied to me, I was just helping out my friend, uh, you know, water like soul, just with some hooks and stuff. Oh, and I yeah. was just, yeah, I was just helping him out because he was like, I need a singer. I wrote some stuff. But I can't really sing, and I was like, "Yeah, I got you, bro." So, yeah, I mean, it was like no problem. But I feel like I, I remember that first video y'all dropped. Y'all was like in like the dining room or living room somewhere, and y'all was just yeah. going off, yeah. Yeah. So like, he got me into it. Like, I wasn't even, I wasn't thinking about no music. Like, I could sing, but I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to do no music. Like, at the very least, if I didn't, wasn't gonna make it to the league, I was like, I'd be a businessman. Like, I know how to, you know, do business. So okay. He, Initially, but I was actually getting ready to stop. Most people don't know that. I was just like, I'm kind of off it, bro. I ain't really trying to do this music thing. It's a lot of work. It's like, why am I even doing this? I'm not trying to be a star. You know what I'm saying? So um, when I went to this uh, prophetic training, man, some dude prophesied to me and he told me, he said, uh, you're looking to do stop. You're looking to stop doing music right now. He said, because you think that it's secular. And, I, and that's literally what I thought. And then um, he told me, God said, keep doing the music exactly how you doing it and people gonna come for your music and they're gonna meet the anointing that's what mm -hmm. he said mm -hmm. and I, I was just like tripping out when he said that because i'm like this this nigga just told me my whole life bro like wow that's wild to me that he even knew that i was about to stop so i know it was god telling him because i'm like no one knew that i didn't tell anyone that i was about right. to stop doing it. it was a decision i had made in my mind but i see that god kind of had to like like you know get in front of that like oh wait then nah, this your purpose and then yeah. so i started like music was really more a part of me than I even realized. Like this is where I was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that no, for real. That makes sense. So like before that, you were kind of in a space where you felt like it was something that you would be interested in, but because of where you were in your faith and like kind of where that role would take you, it was a little difficult. You know, to either like you felt like you maybe had to do gospel or like the stuff that you wanted to do wouldn't be like, exactly fit into the scope. Absolutely, fit into the scope of religion, man. Like I really had a, a heavy spirit of religion on me, and I don't have that no more. I'm cool. Like I, I, I do my music and I'm good. But like it took God to, to really show me a lot of stuff, having dreams, visions, and all types of stuff. Where it's like He had to start breaking that out of me. What I was taught as a young person as like what a Christian looked like, or what, what, uh, what like we put a lot of times the parameters that we have as people, we put those on God. And not understanding that, like, God is not subject to the same rules as us. Right. You understand what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. we have a, we have to be in, but like, God don't have that. He don't have to be in a certain place or do a certain thing. Like, yeah, there's certain laws that he will never do. He will never lie and all of that good stuff. But it's right. like, he don't, God, just because you want to be in the church, don't mean God has to be there. God can be everywhere. If he's omnipresent, he is everywhere. So Absolutely. every dark, uh, sick or wicked place that you think he ain't he's there you know what i'm saying so uh i had to just start realizing that and god kind of like started changing 
you know, my mindset on everything. And uh, he got the spirit of religion off me, opened up my eyes. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, I also, I wanted to say that I just, I just dropped the, the opinions of men, man. I stopped worrying so much about the opinions of other people. Mm-hmm. And that's what really allowed me to come into a new level of freedom. That's real. That's real for sure. I was just having a similar conversation with a, a new poet that I met uh, out of Florida, uh, you know, and she was in a similar space. She does poetry. She does music, but she's really, really tied to her faith. So she does gospel music, but also just music. You know what I'm saying? And it was a point for her, too, where she's battling the poetry. And even with myself, like, I, you know, I, I come there as well because like coming out, like growing up, like, when I came up rapping in like high school, like my influence was Ludacris, Lil Wayne, like Fifty. So you you could you can guess where like I was going with the narratives and stuff that I was like rapping about. But like when it came to sharing that publicly, you know, what I'm saying it's like I was raised by my mom, my grandma, my auntie, all wonderful women. You know, what I'm saying had me in the church. I was like, nah, I'm not trying to. <laughs> you know, I would rap in my room and that kind of stuff. But it's just like, nah, I thought that was for fun. You know, what I'm saying. But when it came time to be polished and you know with something to present, I was in that battle of all right, like where I. I can do this stuff really good, but obviously, you know, I'm just like mimicking my influences. But this other thing is like a battle of me creating like this narrative because obviously I'm attached to my faith. And when I do a lot of poetry, I'm talking about the things that I've been through and how God has worked through me and, you know, this and that and so on. So I'm like, dang, all right. Obviously, I have that connection to where I constantly want to give my testimony, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to come off like I'm preaching to niggas, you know what I'm saying? But it's still my story. It's like what I enjoy, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of had to get over that mental, that feeling, you know, this one dude hit me up and it kind of helped too because I got to get all of that out. This uh, dude out of D.C., uh, Reverend Romal Toon, he had this book called God's Graffiti and had eight different chapters about different individuals in the Bible telling their lens through a more like teenage story, you know what I'm saying? So they can attach to it. And this is probably like 2012 or something like that. But he hit me up and was like, yo, can y'all get a group of people to make this into like eight spoken word videos? You know what I'm saying? So we kind of adapted the chapters and did a poem and shot some videos for him. But it was like, you know, that allowed me to really dive in and like, you know, get, now I won't say get all of that out. But like, you know, to really to have to make it, you know, forcibly be all gospel in a way, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of a challenge, you know what I'm saying? So. Now, as I create a move, it's like I could, you know, do things a lot more freely and kind of just create and express. But all that to say is like I, I definitely connect on that level because it was a battle, like, you know, what I'm saying not wanting to like wanting to live my truth and like be exactly who I am, but still like participate in this. Oh, I got bars. Or, you know, when people dissect the lyric, you know, what I'm saying they're not distracted by how, how much I love God or how much I'm connected to my faith or anything like that. Cause I mean, in a way it's distracting to people who don't believe in a way that you believe, but for others, it's like, yo, I already know what he's talking about. Like God's moved through me as well, bro. I feel that like, you know, and that's the thing I wanted to touch on that, man. It's like, you know, what really helped me break that spirit of religion off of me, man. It's like, God told me to open up my Bible one day and like, he, he, he brought me to this story. I think it's in the book of, uh, but first Samuel, right? It's talking about the story of David and things of that nature. And it talks about how, like, you know, there was a young lady, uh, one of David's daughters was raped. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I started reading that and then God stopped me and said, um, you see how raw that it was written? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, people don't preach like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Bible is not written like PG, how we like to put this, like, beautiful little thing on it. Like, it ain't written beautiful like that. It's written, like, very raw, very, like, to the point, because that is the power of, the, the power is in the testimony and the, those dark details and 
everything that happened in your life that you don't you afraid to uncover uncovering that is the power that's the power of the gospel like because mm. god brought me out of this you know what i'm saying like you got to get real raw with it so i was like dang i can't talk about a love story or me having relationship problems with this woman and things of that nature because it's all a part of the story it's not Absolutely. like I have to just say Jesus is like the Lord was just talking to me like man all they ever say is like okay I praise the Lord I praise the Lord I praise the Lord but no one knows why mm-hmm. you tell them why like and you got to tell them really why not like oh well because he's just good like nah like what did he really bring you out of like what where is the power of your testimony you know what I'm saying because you leaving the details out and so once he told me that man I was like it finally, like, man, it was like the scales came off my eyes. And I was like, dang, dog, I could really do this. And I could feel free and feel okay. And I still go to church. I still preach. I do everything I do. And I don't feel no way about it. Like, I, I do my music. I'm, I got an R&B tape that I'm working on right now. And um, it's, it's dope. I'm good. Absolutely. You know, and honestly, it's about the narratives. There's plenty of narratives in, in the book. Like, you know, alone, that's that's you could just tell us a story you know what i'm saying that'll connect to life like in that in that god's graffiti thing i did one of my chapters was the story of ishmael and i had hagger as well and like just that whole narrative honestly i had a bad relationship with my father before i even had to you know go through that like that book process you know what i'm saying but like dealing with those two chapters alone just really helped me like address that head on you know what i'm saying and like things that my family didn't even know i felt you know what i'm saying just really studying that you know what i'm saying and seeing how they how that unfolded you know what i'm saying how i could tell that through my lens just really just helped me get that up off me you know what i'm saying and just be able to move more freely like not thinking about what my family's gonna think the next time I put something out because I did that already, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, letting the story just continue to tell and like, you know, move from that way. So, uh, yeah, as we talk about the R&B tape, I know you mentioned that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, so the last thing I think I checked out was uh, Sharon's Rose. Rose and Sharon, yeah. Rose and Sharon, my bad. Yeah, but look, man, let me tell you what you're doing with the cinematics, even that one and the one before it, I don't have the name, but... uh where you jogging on a treadmill uh, and the one model from out here is yelling at you in the background, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I feel like what you're doing with, with the videos, man, it's, it's amazing. Not only the the quality of the videos, but like, you know what I'm saying, the shots, you know what I'm saying? And in each of those videos are definitely real cinematic shots. You know, there's the, the wine tub shot with you sitting on the, the outside of the tub, her in the tub, that was clean. Even in the other one where you like choke dude out and then you look up, like, you know what I'm saying? That's definitely you know, fast and furious quality type stuff. So where are you drawing some of that inspiration? Are you collabing with like the directors or a lot of this you just visualizing and like, y'all need to see this? Man, a lot of it is just taking the creative, the creative shackles off myself, man. I'm really like fully diving into like the fullness of my creativity and also collaborating with some different directors, man, uh, uh, with this particular tape. Um, <clears throat> the guy I've been shooting videos with is Isaac Joe, real dope. Um, uh, videographer, I mean, you know about him, and he's done a lot of work out here in Phoenix. He's been traveling in L.A. and a bunch of different places. He does a bunch of rappers and singers' videos and stuff like that. So I knew that I wanted kind of like that cinematic feel. Um, I just wanted to kind of come up with a certain narratives and stuff like that, So and just kind of push my creativity to a different level, you know what I mean? So with Rosie Sharon, you know, it was a beautiful song. It was a ballad, obviously, to my black sisters and all of that stuff and great singing. And, you know, it's a it's a certain little vibe that's real dope. But um, I kind of wanted to take it left a little bit with the with the actual visuals, man, because yeah. it's like 
sweet. It's almost like, well, how can we make it dark a little bit? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when left with it, and Isaac, man, like his 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 visuals captured everything that I've seen in my mind, man. And uh, with Love Is War, I kind of wanted to be a little bit more comedic. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I feel a little chaotic. Um, but also like me keeping a certain level of stoicism, you know, it's something that a lot of men may go through in their relationships and stuff like that, you know, like a constant nag or whatever. When it's but it's like you just staying focused on what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was just a dope, a dope vibe, man. And then another idea that I came up with, and and I got a couple more videos with him, and uh, we putting everything together. And yeah, it's just pushing my creativity to a whole nother level, man. Just getting out of out of those boxes. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's phenomenal that you're even thinking about it in that way, uh, and especially you know with something like uh, with the topic being like and you know a ballad to black women, but then you giving it that dark look because you know I mean honestly a lot of them watch like the murder shows and <laughs> all the, all the docs about all the Mister Murders you know what I'm saying that that kind of aesthetic definitely goes with the vibe that was that was brilliant so I'm definitely looking forward man to what you got like coming out in the future music videos uh you know just whatever it is in terms of uh just creativity you know what i'm saying i feel like you've been you may not say that you've been doing it a long time but i, f- I feel like you've been doing it long enough to like you know what i'm saying like the uh, how can i put it in words because like your was was your first video the one with you with the guitar and the grass was, was that was that be video number one like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> getting from there to like where we are you know what i'm saying like most niggas don't have that kind of growth you know what i'm saying and they can do it even longer so just you just being a student of the game you know what i'm saying recognizing like where your ability is and like ways that you can like flex the talent even more because like those are just we just talked about r&b songs like you know, like you, you gave us verses on killmonger you know what i'm saying like other tracks there was uh the one with you and kyle Shea, uh Motion. Oh man, come on, man! Like it's you know it's it's a lot of versatility there. I'm like I don't, I don't like that all on my list. <laughs> you didn't you wasn't really feeling it. No, no, I I, I like the song a lot, but I just felt like man, I, I I love this song honestly, but like I didn't know that people like heard that song and really like, like rock. Yeah, 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 for sure. It definitely got a lot of streams out of me. Like after the first time I heard it, I think it was a Rebel Lounge. You know what I'm saying? And just the energy was there. You know, I had to like actually just hear it you know stream it you know what i'm saying hear that audio version after i, I watched y'all perform it and yeah it's just something about the vibe the flow you know what i'm saying just like that that energy that was in it it was just like a fun record you know what i'm saying it's, it sounded fun some shit that you could put on repeat you know so that's dope appreciate that yeah man definitely in this you know in this amount of time man you've definitely built up a nice little catalog uh what kind of team are you working with are you self-managed you got managers or um with me man i kind of put together like a little team so um i'm trying to work on my little imprint which is called genre list collective and i'll be like the first coming artist from that and um i I got um a graphic designer and a creative director which is uh jamil um uh do i do arizona yeah, you know, a lot of people I've seen, like, they loved, you know, the photography work and the shoots that we did. Yeah, all the sweaters, <laughs> nigga. You had every color. <laughs> <laughs> type of thing. They they still talk about that. And we we still got some other shoots that ain't even dropped yet because we kind of had to take a little a little, uh, a little break because he's making a transition back to Atlanta. But, 
Um, he told me once he gets back to Atlanta, we back to work. So we working on a whole little rollout for Love is War. I also have um, um, a, uh, a kind of like a marketing guy and a guy that helps me out with some other um, kind of like creative ideas, which is my boy Vince Intrigue. Um, so it's about like a three-man team right now. We put we just kind of working. I don't have any manager or nothing like that as far as like writing or anything. I'm coming up with all like um, – all the all of the songs I'm writing them I'm I'm vocally executing them in the studio and okay. vocally stuff I'm picking all the beats you know what I'm saying even some beats like we gonna have some beats that are very original you know kind of okay. off the YouTube thing on this next tape you know what I'm saying I, I linked in with a couple of different producers and um, I recently went to a writing camp out in LA called Rising Stars and man I was linked up with so many great artists man that I just like was just mind blown by just a talent level and like the fact that they rocked my music so heavy it was like just amazing to me because i'm like dang i ain't even really been doing music that long it's probably been like three four years and right. i don't even done it full time yet i don't even feel like i've literally given everything to it and like to see the strides just like you were saying earlier that i made it's just like i really see this as something that's for me you know what i'm saying but um so far that's the team man and i like I said, I'm always down to collaborate with more people and uh, obviously get way more producers. And now I'm working with a couple different um, uh, singers and stuff like that. They've been adding just embellishments and background vocals to some of my songs to make it more polished and, you know, sound more uh, up to, to the level, to the industry level. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, like you said, a student of the game. I'm a great observer of, of, of other people and what they're doing. And I can obviously kind of with deductive reasoning kind of like break it down and and add that to my game so that's what you're doing okay hell yeah man i definitely fuck with that so all right so who's your it's a tough question obviously but this is darius malik's answer not like we don't need the general consensus but like your your top your top i i don't want to say top overall artist but we're gonna say top five we can three just artists yeah, just like for who you get inspiration from, like your favorites, you know what I'm saying? But I want to keep it diverse, so they don't all got to be like rap or R&B, but, you know, right, right. just artists. Um, Man, I'm, I'm so fickle with music, bro, because like I, for as much as I do music, I'm probably not like a music lover like how other people are. Like some people listen to music all day, every day. That's not me. I don't right. really do that. I kind of got to like let my mind just be free for a minute, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But... My top overall artist, obviously, I'm from Minneapolis. He's from Minneapolis, Prince yes, Roger. <laughs> that's that's, that's all off rip. You know what I'm saying? I like my. I would be this song from South Minneapolis <laughs> ever if I ever said anybody else. But Prince is number one. I mean, his, his music speaks for itself. For sure. Musical to that nature. Um, other artists that really influenced me, um, I could say like a Molly Music. Um, uh, if we wanted to say somebody like right now that influences me, I'll give you I'll give you a, a one that a lot of people would never think. Uh, but Lil Durk, man, Lil okay. Durk is like inspirational to me, but more so just because of his work ethic and seeing his growth over the years and that and the fact that like he never stopped and he was able to hone in on his sound by just work. You know what I'm saying? He never complained. He never cried about oh, he's getting canceled or, you know, people kind of are getting off of him or nothing like that. He never said anything about any other artists or or, or did any hating tactics or nothing like that. I just respect how he moved as a man, you know what I'm saying? And, like, as an artist, he just worked his way through it 
to get in front of the eyes of the people like he just honestly because there was a lot of cats coming out from that area at that time like and he was cool for a second like even his first album was cool and then he kind of went on a different direction when he got with Dave's Loaf and stuff like that and I remember a time when people thought he was out of there he was just like kind of like just pushed to the side and like to see now it's just like dang dog like that's a dog like mentality like he he literally just kept working and got himself to that to that point so I got I, I get a lot of inspiration from him and even just his ideas just vocally and stuff like that you know what I'm saying I think about just because I don't try to listen to too many R&B artists um, on this tape because I don't want my R&B to sound like theirs, obviously. So I just be listening to a lot of rap dudes, man. Um, like I said, Lil Durk is, um, you know, I'm off that Donda with Kanye West for sure. Okay, you know, yeah. you know I, I got to say that Donda hitting a little bit better than that CLB to me. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, um, you know, Kanye from the Midwest, so he, he one of them top guys too, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I was going to ask you about that, too. Not necessarily pitting either against each other, but, like, how you felt about uh, not yay politically or, you know, this, yeah. that stuff, but more so on the music, like how he's been trying to make that transition. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Obviously, it's tough because, I mean, we can dissect the bars from previous verses and then compare them to today. You're not saying one's better than the other, but, like, the narratives and, like, the things that he's talking about and the ways hey, that he's painting that picture is a lot different. You know what I'm saying? I could speak on that, man. I think... um I think with Kanye West, he's in an interesting spot because obviously we, we made a life change and uh, it's obviously a drastic change. So we can't necessarily talk in the same type of manner that he used to. You know what I'm saying? So it obviously puts you in a, it, it kind of puts parameters on you in a way. You know what I mean? But I love where he's at musically, man. I think it's not, I think he could have been a little bit more like uh, cohesive. Um, as far as like just making everything kind of unified as far as his verses are concerned, it feels like a lot of free thought, you know what I'm saying? A lot of like just a stream of consciousness. But I think that also helped the emotional content of the album. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I listen to it, I feel a certain vibe on it. You know what I mean? And the fact that he had most of the artists on there talking about God and things of that nature, like and not even cussing and stuff like that. Like I think that he's an incredible you know, artists to even be able to, to to do something like that. But musically, production wise, Donda, was it was it was it was like that, man. Like I one song I really love, I'll say, is Moon. I love Moon. Yeah. Uh, I wanna go to the moon. Like right, that's yeah. that whole that that whole vibe gives me my beautiful dark twisted fantasy all over again. Like, man, just that organ in the back and it's yeah. like, yo, this the vibe that he's catching right now. And um, uh, No Child Left Behind, man. Crazy mm -hmm. on them. Like, I be feeling the spirit on them joints. Like, yo, this is nuts. Like, and now I see why he did it in the stadium. When I'm like, yo, this is stadium music. This yeah. is not, like, this ain't regular, bro. You have right. to feel environment with other people. Like, right. Yeah. He knew, you know, knows exactly how to curate the spaces, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, for what, for the vibes and what needs to be there. Uh, but now, if anybody, you know what I'm saying, is a good testament to, like, not worrying about, like, what people think. And, you know, um, obviously everybody got opinions about what's what. But, like, you know, you were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, where you were deciding to do music or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? People can be brought to it. You know what I'm saying? They could 
you know feed off that anointment anointing uh you know you can give your testimony you could continue to grow and evolve as like a creative you know what i'm saying and people gravitate towards you because of what you're doing the way you make your music or the way you're talking the way you post what you're posting or whatever but when they come down when they come to talk to you you know what i'm saying or learn about you you know you're talking about how great god has been you know and why or or how you know what i'm saying so absolutely for sure man all right well yeah man we're gonna wrap it up here pretty much you know what i'm saying uh i definitely appreciate you dropping in with me uh this is I don't even remember what number we on, bro. We probably on seven or eight of these things. Uh, but no, nah, I definitely, you know, appreciate it, dog. Um, we got to get up, get something going. I'm gonna send you some uh, stuff. You know, I've been working about to launch my website and shit. Um, so I'm gonna send you some stuff, man. Let me know what you think. Um, not for the tape, but like for just some some shit I'm working on. You know, what I'm saying if you feeling the vibe on something, let me know what you got. It could be a hook, bridge, or whatever. Like, you know, what I'm saying I'm. I don't know what I'm working on. I don't want to call it a tape. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm just in a space where I'm creating. I'm trying to find my next mm-hmm. vibe. You know what I'm saying? So if you're working, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to send you some stuff and we can we can get something going. I'm always welcome to it. And thank you for having me, bro. You know, at any time you need me or, or you want me to get on something, I'm, I'm there for you, my brother. That's how I feel about it. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate that. Subscribe below and visit ironroofco.com.